Joining us right now with storylines on all of this and more is our next guest. He's one of our top college basketball insiders representing the Vegas Stats and Information Network. We appreciate his time very much this morning, our friend Greg Peterson. Greg, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Steve, always a pleasure, my friend. How are you? I am well. Thanks for taking time with us. Should Duke Blue Devils fans be worried right now? Because we don't know. We've heard that Zion Williamson could be back this week, could be back next week. You and I have talked about this extensively since the injury uh, early in that game last week against North Carolina. That in his best interest, it's probably a good idea to not play. But if you're a Duke Blue Devils fan or if you're gambling on the Duke Blue Devils to win it all, well, then you have a different theory in mind. Clearly, they're not the same team without him on the court. That was very much in evidence, I thought, the other night in their loss to Virginia Tech. Should Duke Blue Devils fans be worried about their chances of advancing far deep into the NCAA tournament this next month? If Zion Williamson does not return, absolutely. This is a squad that, without them, they're just not really flowing well on offense. They've got Trey Jones, the guy that does a very good job of running the point guard spot effectively, but who out there is really stretching out the defense? Who out there is really making a good low post presence for this team? It's certainly not R.J. Barrett and it's not Cam Reddish. Both these guys are six foot seven ish perimeter players that they like to be able to shoot threes, but... This is a Duke team that ranks in the country with regards to three-point shooting percentage. They're not necessarily prolific at the free-throw line. They don't have a lot of depth on their team. Without Zion Williamson, this is a very mortal team that is not just not going to win the NCAA tournament. They might not get out of the Sweet 16. Talking to our friend Greg Peterson, I want to get your takeaway on a couple of storylines involving men's basketball program at Iowa. They suspended their coach, Fran McCaffrey, for two games following a profanity-laced tirade against an official after a 20-point blowout loss at Ohio State Tuesday night. McCaffrey uh, said a number of... uh, a number of things that we can't repeat, obviously, on the air. Uh, but this was obviously a, a decision that now looking back on it, McCaffrey did take it. You know, he did apologize and take some show some remorse for his comments. But then you had the story of what occurred last week during a broadcast of an Iowa basketball game in which their play-by-play guy, Gary Dolphin, made an, I guess, unfortunate comparison between a player on Maryland University and King Kong. And we live in a different time now, uh, Greg, where people's words are going to unfortunately incite people to complain and whine and bitch a lot that they don't like the words they're hearing. Here's a clip from Gary Dolphin the other night following a loss to Maryland University. Some pretty good long-range shooting, and then Fernando uh, was King Kong at the end of the game. This is the world we live in now, Greg, and unfortunately, Gary Dolphin's been suspended for the remainder of this college basketball season, which, I mean, I I, I worry about anything we say now, that we have the story of Major League Baseball, changing the words disabled list to the injured list. I mean, you cover this sport, you live live and work in in a city that's got a very passionate sports fan base. What's going on out here? Why are we getting so angry about things? I honestly don't know. Now, obviously, Fran McCaffrey, he just went off, and he went off big time. That was not good. But the whole King Kong comment, that was 
I would say very questionable at best for Iowa to do what they did. I didn't see a whole heck of a lot wrong with it. You obviously want to be towing the line as much as possible, but we are getting a little bit softer as a society on these sort of things. And I know that Iowa did have a checkered pass with regards to some of these comments. So I do think that the pass was brought up because I remember that there was an incident in which they were talking about some Pittsburgh players wanting some of those players and using some choice language in that one. So I think that that played a role in this. But with that said, we are, like you said, just going down a path where we have to be very soft and we have to be very measured in what we say. Craig Peterson joining us here on the show with the loss the other night uh, to, to Virginia Tech. For, uh, Duke is very likely to fall maybe out of the top four entirely, maybe top five. What does their schedule look like down the road, and do they have some pitfalls coming up here, some, some intriguing matchups that could find them not only falling out of the top spot, maybe in the ACC, but maybe not being a one seed in the upcoming March Madness tournament? Well, look look no further than a few weeks from now when they have to go out on the road to the Deem Dome to face to get off against North Carolina. Obviously, that's going to be a big one. And then you've got the ACC tournament. We all know that that is going to be a huge tournament. It's going to really decide whether Duker is going to get that one seed or not, especially if they are unable to exact revenge against North Carolina. So I think that Duke has a chance to be able to fall out of that one spot, especially with, like I said before, where is Zion Williamson going to come back or not? Does Zion Williamson decide, you know what, my future is a little bit more valuable than playing for a, and I air quotes here, tuition. So it's one of those things where Duke is right now in great danger because so many people are looking at Duke. They're looking at them as this infallible team or everything like that. But Duke has now lost four games. Duke has a chance to be able to lose six or seven games before the NCAA tournament. And in this day and age of college basketball, with so many of these teams towards the top having only lost more like two or three games, I don't think they're going to be worthy of a one seed if they lose a couple more. Talking to Greg Peterson, we appreciate his time very much this morning. I want to get your take about a team that's going to be getting some votes, I would imagine, from one of the top teams in the country. Maybe number one seed coming up very shortly here for the Kentucky Wildcats. Winners of nine of their last ten games. Their last loss coming a couple of weeks ago at LSU, only losing by two in that matchup. But now they've won four in a row. Nice victory the other night against Arkansas. But a big matchup coming up in just a couple of days as they take on Tennessee. Talk about that uh, Kentucky Tennessee matchup and what you expect from both of those teams. This is a rematch from a few weeks ago in which Kentucky was able to pound Tennessee in the second half. They looked very good in the second half of that matchup. There is one issue for Kentucky though and that's the fact that Reed Travis is currently out of the lineup. He played a big role in that first game but what we're noticing for Kentucky is P.J. Washington just taking over the game. P.J. Washington, a guy NBA size, he's averaging right around 15.5 points, pulling in eight rebounds. He shoots 45% from three. For a guy with size that is able to clog things up down low, to be able to shoot 45% from three, absolutely sensational. Ashton Higgins hasn't been playing the perimeter defense that he was towards the beginning of the season, but he's been doing a very impressive job of being able to give this team a lot of added value, and I just think that the way that he's able to generate, the way that he's been able to just be able to run an efficient point guard spot is going to put this team over the top and give them 
a second win over Tennessee. It has been, uh, it was a rough couple of days uh, for Michigan. The Michigan State, the 77 to 70. They have a big matchup coming up tonight against Nebraska. But give me your takeaway on Michigan because one of the things I noticed in that game against Michigan State the other day was just a, 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 just a lack of being able to hit any sort of outside shots, even uncontested ones the other night against Michigan State. What are your thoughts about Michigan uh, in that matchup and going forward against tonight against Nebraska? That is the big issue with Michigan because this is a top five team in the country. With regards to defensive efficiency, they're really able to put the clamps down on teams. Xavier Simpson is a guy that has the ability to be able to go off for a triple-double, but when this team is cold from three, they are cold. Jordan Poole, Isaiah Livers, all those guys, they're not necessarily guys that you can hang your hat on to be able to give this team constant scoring game in and game out. You do have Iggy Brazankis, a guy that's averaging 14.5 points, right around five rebounds. He's a good three-point shooter, and then John Teske, a seven-footer that's able to can triples himself. But with this game, Nebraska has been just so bad without Isaac Copeland. Without Isaac Copeland, they've broken 65 points twice in, I believe, nine or ten games. This is a Nebraska offense that has completely hit the skid. And in one of those games in which they broke 65, well, that was nice because they gave up 95 points to Penn State in return. So didn't do a whole lot of good there. I think that this is essentially a get-well game for Michigan. Nebraska is a team that has looked completely hopeless in recent weeks, so I think that Michigan getting a little bit of a fortunate scheduling spot at just the right time. Greg Peterson joining us here. Greg, tell our listeners quickly about uh, your work over at the Vegas Stats and Information Network and also your work as the co-host of the That's Gold Show and, of course, of College Hoops Overtime Betting. Tell our listeners about those programs. Yep, you mentioned both the podcasts. You can download them on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So every single platform on the face of the earth, essentially, is where you can find them. <laughs> That's cool with Steve Heitner. is a, a podcast where we talk a little bit about sports betting, talk a little entertainment, movies, guy talk, stuff like that. It's with Steve Heitner, you mentioned, who played the role of Kenny Banya on Seinfeld. That comes out every Monday through Friday at midnight Pacific time, 1 a.m. Mountain time. And then at that same time, College Hoops Overtime betting drops every single day. It's where I break down every game on the Vegas betting board. I go in depth on all these teams. I talk with a guest every day about a little college basketball. If you like the weeds of college basketball and you like to really dig into it, that's one for you. And then you can catch me on the Vegas Stats and Information Network which is on Fubo TV at Sirius XM Channel 204. Awesome. Greg, we appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Next time we talk, we're going to be getting closer and closer to March Madness, and we'll be, uh, we'll be bending your ear a lot as we get ready for the big tournament. Looking forward to it, Steve. Thank you. As well. Appreciate the time. Greg Peterson joining us here on First Sports. We'll take a quick time out right now. 